0: Boom! There it is. What up, ladies and gents? What up? I really want to be a billionaire. So, so freaking bad. bad. Shut up and sit,
1: up and sit down. down. Business Bros. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of...
2: Business, Business
0: News! News! Yeah! <laughs> we go. All right, so... Uh, it- I uh, I decided to take a look at Google Trends today. Right, no guest. Uh, we have no guest schedule for this week because we. What tends to happen is we book people on for this week, and it's holiday. They're traveling, and they end up canceling since we have eight weeks out. They think they're going <laughs> to do it, and then it, lesson learned. We this is our third holiday season that we're going into, so no guest schedule for this week. So although
2: what- this year they wouldn't necessarily a lot of them be traveling, but you know. People get busy at the holidays. People get busy. True, 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 true. It's that time of year where everybody's like, you know what? I'm going to chill. Yeah. And and that's okay. We need that unplug
0: time. Except for some of these people that we're going to talk about today. Right? So. They uh, don't
2: get to chill. They, they have actually.
0: I wonder. I wonder because it, 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 I. I really question. This is one of one of the things that I want to talk about today. But we're going to be talking about the ten richest people in the world, and then some do's and don'ts on becoming a billionaire. Now, I remember reading a, a book by Robert Kiyosaki and Donald Trump. It was called "Why We Want You to Be Rich," right? And it was it was two conversations, two points of views that they were talking about here. And you'd hear Robert Kiyosaki's point of view and how he saw the world, and then you'd hear Donald Trump's uh, before he was the you know forty fifth president of the United States. But right, so it, you'd hear Donald Trump's point of view on the same type of scenario. And these are. Drastically different points of views. I mean, uh, you know, and, and he, the difference is 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 a, a, a couple of zeros here. So you know, Robert Kiyosaki is a millionaire. Donald Trump was a billionaire, and their lifestyles and how they see the world are 100% completely different. Uh, and I remember what, what stood out to me, if if I remember, you know, that far back reading it, I remember hearing things of Donald Trump talking about being at Mar-a-Lago and taking his helicopter and going here, and then you know doing some TV stuff with The Apprentice and All kinds of weird, you know that that was his lifestyle. You know the the Miss Universe pageant, all kinds of things like that. Uh, And then Robert, Robert's over here talking about you know his businesses and how you know entrepreneurs are struggling and how entrepreneurs are working on on these types of things. It's just a completely different personality trait. And today, what's trending on Google is our boy Elon Musk. So, Elon Musk, if you don't know who he is, which most of you actually do know who he is, uh, many of you drive some of his cars, have some of his uh, batteries in your house, and these types of things. So, Elon Musk has become the second richest person in the world. He's overtaking Bill Gates, and uh, he's right behind uh, the number one. We'll talk about the number one here. Uh, in, in a few minutes, and one of the main reasons is because Tesla shares have climbed over 33% in the last week. His shares, uh, I think they were, I think it said they were trading somewhere around like $540 a share. Elon Musk is 49 years old, and he has a number of different companies. Uh, he's one of those people, you know. It's funny, Ham, because you know you're you're a big superhero nerd. And we have the whole concept of there's only so many resources in this world. Uh, that's why people are, you know, hell bent on global warming and, you know, renewable energy sources, all these types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some people have that concept, that Thanos point of view of well, there's only so much we we got to do, so you know, snap and get rid of half of everything, and then you know everything will be all good. Whereas Elon Musk takes a different approach. Ever since he was a kid, I read a I read an autobiography about him, and ever since he was a kid, what he's wanted to do was go to Mars, right? How can we How can we colonize that planet over there colonize. that's really close by? Colonize, right? Uh, and so that's been his mission. For a long time. And so one of the very first companies that he created that nobody knows about, obviously, it's called this little company called PayPal. Right. No, so yeah. <laughs> Tiny <company. Never> <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows about this. So he creates this company. He ends up, you know, he talks about it in his autobiography. How how he spent, you know, hours working in the office. I mean, 60, 70 hours, 80 hours a week working in his office. Uh, he was like broke. They were living out of this office and kind of getting things done. And he builds this small company, ends up selling it for you know millions and millions of dollars. And that was his catalog to what he wanted to do. He took those funds and he started you know, Tesla and he started you know, SpaceX and a boring company, all these different things. Uh, and he ends up going on the Joe Rogan show and smoking weed with Joe Rogan and watching his stock plot. No, all kinds of weird stuff, right? So so he build, he's, he's starting to build Tesla and, and everything that he's been doing, everything that he's been creating his thought process, his vision, his focus has always been on the same thing: colonizing Mars. How do we get out there, mm-hmm. and how do we become self-sufficient? That's why the SpaceX program exists, so he can be able to launch shuttles, take those same materials, bring them back down to Earth, reuse them again. Right? That's why Tesla, because it's solar powered and doesn't have to do with you know, there's no oil or gas or anything needed for it to operate. So that when you're on Mars, you have all these things. He has that one supreme focus. And I, oil and, maybe and- gas no. Oil maybe gas no, right? But but still, like that—that's what he's trying to develop. He's trying to work on ways that that uh, can that he can operate his things, his business is over there on Mars, and it's kind of it's kind of fascinating because we're benefiting from all the different types of inventions and all the different things that he's doing here on Earth. <laughs> Some believe that he is kind of so aliens, uh, actually, by the way.
2: Uh, unlike gasoline cars, Tesla cars require no traditional oil changes. Fuel filters, blah blah blah. Electric cars, even brake pad replacements, are rare because regenerative braking returns energy to the battery, significantly reducing wear on brakes. So there you go. So um. I, 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 wow, not even oil. I'll take
0: it back. I'll take it back. <laughs> right. So what? you know becoming a billionaire is that question, right? How do we do that? What do we do? And I've, I've had this conversation with people um, and that uh, that have made a lot of money and I and I wonder about the whole time commitment, right? Like, you know, you, you hear, uh, what's his name, saying that I, I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, Oprah, billionaire. You look at some of these people who have achieved such massive amounts of wealth and you see how much effort and how much work they put into this particular thing. And I wonder do I want to be a millionaire? Do I want to be a billionaire? Millionaire? Yes. Billionaire? Do I want to work that hard? I don't know. So hmm. let's let's first of all let's take a look at the top 10 list cuz I know that's what you guys wanted to do or should we do the, the seven do's and don'ts first?
2: Whatever, but, top 10 list. Let's let's start with that.
0: Let's start with the top 10 list. All right. So uh, I don't have it on the screen, but I'll I'll do the first one. The very first one, number one, richest man in the world here. Well, at least in the U.S., anyways. I think we got the uh, richest, world's richest people. Yes, it is world's richest people. Number one. And I guess it makes sense because his company starts with the A, goes from A to Z. We all know it. Jeff Bezos at $190 billion is what he's worth. Uh, he invented that small company called Amazon. It was nothing new. Delivering things and selling things online was uh, had already started. It was already a thing. Uh, he just took it to a whole new level. So uh, that's... Dude, <laughs> now he owns the Washington Post. I mean, all kinds of different uh, crazy stuff. He's also heavily invested, according to this article, from in uh, from theweek.co.uk. Uh, according to this article, he's also invested in space technology. It's pretty dope, right? Not
2: surprising. Yeah, and uh, I just want to throw this out there. And a quick little caveat. This article that we're looking at was written on October 7th of this year. And in that time... That's all it took for uh, our guy that we're talking about, Elon Musk, to go from where he is on this list up to number two. So everybody's going
0: to drop down a little bit, but this list has number two as Bill Gates. But now we have Elon Musk going up to e- to number two. So Elon Musk is now at number two, uh, and uh, he's the founder of SpaceX and the CEO of Tesla. And he is now, I think it was at, uh, what did I 128. say? 128. 128 billion 128 billion with billion a B dollars number 3 would now be bill gates Bill Gates at 120 billion, right? We know him as the Microsoft founder. Uh, and he now, according to f- this article, only owns 1% of Microsoft. What? I'm still making him 120 billion. So he predominantly focuses on his uh, philanthropic work. Uh, and if you follow any. Of the uh, the rabbit holes, you go into this whole Bill Gates thing and all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on in his past and his world. So I don't know. I'm I'm not going to go into that. But still, <laughs> $120 billion.
2: If you want to know all about that, go back to that uh, Anthony Ramirez episode. Yeah,
0: yeah. Go back to that episode. It's Some crazy stuff. Or just Google it. You'll find all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyways, number four, this uh, young cat worth $100 billion, Mr. Z. Uh, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, famously started Facebook in 2004 at age 19, and wow. is now among the top five richest men in the world. God, that makes me feel old, dude. <laughs> 19 yeah. years old, yep. 100 billion dollars. By the way, uh, he's so- two years younger. He's two years younger than me. Holy crap. Dude. So uh, in in uh, Russell Brunson's book and um, Traffic Secrets, he's talking about uh, he, he calls it well, they called it the Google slap. And this was when Google when, when Google first came out, they were doing a lot of pay per click advertising. Right. And it was really inexpensive for you to put your ads out there, get clicks and all that stuff. And as it gained traction, Google came out and gave the Google slap. Now, all of a sudden, instead of, you know, paying, you know, 10 cents a click or a nickel a click, whatever. Now you're like at a buck a click or two bucks a click, right? So a lot of companies uh, ended up going belly up because they couldn't afford their ad costs compared to what they were bringing in. Uh, and then they said uh, Mark Zuckerberg did the same thing with Facebook. At first it was, you know, they introduced the platform. It was super cheap to get attention. Uh, and then uh, then he gave it and they call it the Xanos Snap now. So he gave it to Xano snap. And with the snap of a button, Mark Zuckerberg changes the algorithm and poof, there goes all your attention. Now you got to just pay for it. And it's getting more and more expensive for you to pay for that track, for that uh, attention. So Mark Zuckerberg, number four at one <clears> Hundred <throat> billion, uh, and then we got the Bernard arnold and family, eighty one point four billion. Uh, they're on the wealthiest European list, and they have an empire of more than sixty brands, including Louis Vuitton and oh. Sephora. Oh. Oh. All, right. So All right, they are number five, right? Number six, Mukesh. Ambani, eighty billion. Uh, they own a forty-two percent controlling stake in Reliance Industries, <coughs> which is world's largest oil refinery complex. And then they own property more than that's worth more than four hundred million dollars. All right, uh, number seven, we got Steve Ballmer. He's an American CEO of Microsoft from two thousand to two thousand fourteen. He's the current owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh and uh you know I guess starting off at Microsoft it wasn't a bad gig. Not bad uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> Not bad at all. Uh then we got number 8, we got Mr. Warren Buffett. We all know who that guy is, right? Uh he's in his ninth decade at Berkshire Hathaway as the chief uh, executive officer over there. He's Beesh. known as the Oracle of Omaha, Omaha right? He's one of um, the most ex- Om- Oh no. Omag. Oracle of Om- Omaha. What the heck? That I think I, I think I, they meant Omaha cuz he's from Omaha, right?
2: I have no idea actually. Pretty sure he's from Omaha. Anyways, uh and I all oh, I can think of all I can think of is pledge to give away more than 99% of his fortune to charity. Dude, I, <clears> I mean, <throat> I watched
0: I watched some stuff on Warren Buffett. He still does, his routine and his dedication to consistency is I mean I thought I was consistent. This guy's, you know, just relentless. He's religious when it comes to his consistency, man. Everything to the penny. He'll go to. I mean, there's there's a video clip where I, where he was doing this interview, and he's like, I go to the McDonald's every morning, and I grab my egg McMuffin. I know it's gonna it's gonna be you know whatever a dollar thirty seven or whatever it is, and if his wife puts in the extra like 23 cents or whatever it is, he's getting a, a, a coffee or whatever, it is. like to the penny, the guy has it down. And uh, now he's worth 77.5 billion. So you're only crazy until you're not right. <laughs> that's uh that's one of those nut- nutty things. But dude, I mean, the guy's, The guy's invested a lot of stuff. One of the cool things about Warren Buffett is a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he's the stock guy. Really? Uh, I mean, he uses stocks to buy companies to get a controlling interest in companies. And he's looking for companies that have great management teams already in place. And then he lets them, you know, he he basically says, "You guys are doing great. Let's uh, work on a couple things here." He then gets out of their way and lets them be continue to be successful, and he benefits by buying shares when they're at a discounted rate and owning that controlling ownership, uh, and Boom. collecting dividends. Dude, it's a it's a easy plan, but <laughs> he makes it look easy for the rest of us. That's difficult, right? Yeah. All right, All right. number nine, we got Larry Page, uh, seventy one point six billion. He's the internet entrepreneur, founder of Google. He stepped down as CEO of Google parent company um, Alphabet Inc. in December of 2019, but remains a board net member. And then number, uh, that was number nine. Number 10 is Sergey Brin, also the co-founder of Google. And then uh, uh, in 2019, he was president of Alphabet Inc. What
2: is Alphabet Inc.? Do you know what that is? That's, uh, it, it's Google's parent company. So it's just what, like if you were to look up the the Google stock uh, mm-hmm. symbol G O O G or G O O G L, either one of those. It's uh, the company is called Alphabet Inc. Ah, uh, okay.
0: That's uh, that so makes sense. Google makes, is not actually
2: that. Google. It's called. It's actually Alphabet.
0: That makes sense. I didn't know that. All right,
1: mm,
2: I learned
0: something new today, see? All right, so those are the top 10 uh, billionaires in this particular industry, and that's some interesting stuff to me. So what are some of the do's and don'ts to get you there, right? Now, this is the seven do's and don'ts. Now, I'm not claiming to know anything about this at all. This is billionaire status, right? And I'm not even nowhere near there yet. Uh, do I And like I said earlier, I don't know if I plan on getting <clears> there. <throat> but if you do right? Investopedia has an article on the seven do's and don'ts to becoming a billionaire. So we're going to, we're going to look at these and let's, let's, uh, let's take our takeaway on fly, these, through right? them. fly through them. So, uh, number one, invent, this is something you should do. You should invent. Uh, I, I, dude, I don't even to be think a billionaire
2: like no, to be a billionaire. Okay. Listen, listen, you think of these billionaires that we're talking about right now. Uh, Elon Musk didn't invent solar power, but he perfected the solar car.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he didn't invent credit Mark card Zuckerberg,
0: processing.
2: Right, but he invented the way to do it, the easiest way to do it through PayPal. Zuckerberg didn't invent social media. There was already MySpace and you know some other things, but he perfected it. So invent, invent. Uh, I mean, who else? Who? Um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates actually stole the technology from, from what I've read. All right, don't, don't, don't sue me, Bill. Uh, but from what I read, uh, you know, stole the technology or copied the technology from Macintosh that was already doing it, and he just made it available to more people.
0: Mm. That is so, true. That is true. Distribution, right?
2: Yeah, and then who are these other guys that we were talking about? How many of them invented anything? That's what I want to know.
0: I don't know if they I don't know if any of them actually invented anything. I, Warren and, and Buffett, the, he, yeah. he oh, didn't invent um, anything.
2: Uh, Sergey and uh, the other guy from Google. They they invented the algorithm. Okay, I'll give you that. There's but
0: one search, search existed. They just made search a little bit different, right? And and that's the thing about today is like, you know, Al Gore invented the internet.
2: Uh, Al Gore invented the internet, <laughs> right? So, where's like, he on this, this list?
0: I I don't think he's on this list. <laughs> I have fun with that. Uh, like here, here's the thing I don't think it, we live in an era where there's a lot to be invented, right There's a lot of things uh, you know there, there are there are some innovations that we need to come up with. That's number two by the way is innovate, right It's a fine art of considering a current mainstream market and then finding a creative way to improve on the current offering. And I think that's what most of these billionaires that we're talking about, have done i don't think they've invented i think we're past the point of invention unless somebody invents you know a machine that teleports or invents you know something unique that way i think it's hard to distinguish between the invent and the innovate because i think something already exists and we're kind of just modifying it as we go but they're looking for ways uh, and and uh, i've been reading this book uh why i read this book called uh mentor to millions and in it, it talks to it, – it's about Kevin Harrington. He's one of the original sharks from uh, Shark Tank. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy who's, who's uh, writing about Kevin is, is basically talking about how Kevin doesn't add in his in – his, Thoughts when he when he is um, <laughs> the, the thing that they said jokingly was he doesn't have an add button on his calculator. He only has a multiply. So when he <laughs> looks at products, by the way, he's he he would be considered like the godfather of infomercials as well. So when he when he looks at products or potential businesses that he's gonna invest in, he doesn't look for things that that are adding to his stuff. He looks for ways that he can take a product to service and multiply it out. And, and I think that's where a lot of these billionaires come from. They look for ways to multiply their efforts, not add to their efforts. So adding a stream of income or adding a product or service or adding something to your business, those are great. They're going to help you grow. But if you can find a way to multiply – right? All of a sudden you get exponential on things and that's where the growth happens, right? Amazon was selling books. Now they could have added something and sold one more thing, but he found a way to take the information and the data that it was using and multiply his reach out through uh, across the internet. And that's why he, you know, that's why, what was it? I think the last statistic I heard was like 50% of the American population is a prime member, Mm -hmm. right? That's crazy, right? That's ridiculously crazy. Multiply that reach, so, you know, innovate, I think, is one of those things where you're looking at something and, you know, you might not be the person who came up with it first, right? Taxis were already around, but somebody innovated that model and we have Ubers and Lyft, right? And now it's a little bit different where it's accessible to more people. You multiply the the ability for it to go out. Now, So, uh, uh,
2: I'm, go well, for I'm it. sorry, I, I totally skipped and, and went to number two, but when it comes to invent, uh, so my friend Annie texted me today and she was like, did you know that can't dildos actually exist? Like there's patents for them out there? Like like for real? Yeah, and then you know, she found all kinds of other weird, crazy pet patents like uh like uh bung hole covers and I don't know, all kinds of weird stuff.
1: <laughs> Super
2: freaking weird, man. But yeah, there there you go. But for speaking of invent, right? Inventing. Uh yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know I'm if no, do, it yeah. Anal bung for pets and animal condoms. Wow. Okay. Well, it's a thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to number three. Right. That was we were talking hey, about let's go to number movie. three. Another do. Right. Yes. So, invest. 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 Invent, so one of my one of my favorite influencers. One of my favorite influencers is Gary Vee, right? And and Gary Vee had his uh, his wine company, uh, Wine Library TV. Uh, he was doing some YouTube stuff. Uh, He's very diligent in working hard, uh, being an entrepreneur, making some money. But what really set him off amongst everybody else is he was able to invest his money correctly. And I'm not talking massive investments here. We're talking 25000 here, 50000 here. He would he would be one of these angel investors that would go out and invest in small companies. And he did. He invested in small companies like Facebook and Twitter with small $25,000, $50,000. Uh, uh, yeah, well, Uber, but he, he talked about how he passed on the first round of Uber. Uh, uh, but okay. still. Right, some of these major companies that he was able to invest in twenty five, you know, thirty, fifty thousand dollars because of the success that he had in his other business. Right now, Gary's not a, a billionaire quite yet, right? But he's getting there. He's working mm-hmm. his way up there. His goal is to buy the New York Jets at some point in the future. He's going to need a couple billion dollars to do that. So, you know, he's working his way up there. One of the ways he does that is to invest his profits, and that's something that you know we we talk about a lot with our own business. Um, we have we have an account that we put money into as our profits come in, and when it reaches a certain amount, we're ready to take that money to invest in a system or a process or something in our business. To help generate more income, to help make it easy, uh, easy to make our easy button easier for our agents and for our our uh, our our business partners, uh, so that we can operate efficiently. We're invest- investing in our business. And the idea is to make enough profits to have a good lifestyle, but then to take those profits and then reinvest them somewhere else, whether we can reinvest them in real estate, whether we reinvest them in other companies, like what Gary was yep. talking about, we're going to do the same type of thing. And that'll help magnify the value of your money. Uh, the, the richest man in Babylon. Uh, is, is a small little short read. And one of my favorite things in that in that book that teaches you by the way to pay yourself first to take that 10%. Make sure you pay yourself first. So in, in that book it talks about how you are amassing an army of golden soldiers. Right. And what happens with most of us is we we generate income, whether it's through our jobs, whether through our side hustles or our businesses, whatever it is, we make this money and we put it away, but we don't actually put it away for ourselves. We start to eat our own golden army and we Mm. don't want to do that. We want to take our golden army and then we want to turn it around, put Mm. it to work for us so that our golden army has little army, little golden babies. Right. That's what, is, that's what we're doing. That's what we're multiplying with. And that's what these billionaires are doing. They're taking their money. They're, they're reinvesting, whether it's to add to their business to make their business more efficient or they're investing in other businesses that they, uh, they see profit potential in. And then all of a sudden when they take off, when the Twitters go public, when the Facebooks go public, their small investments turn into large payoffs. And, I, and here's something that I, I didn't realize about doing these kinds of investments, these angel investments, because everybody's like, oh, I wish I could do that you have to be an accredited investor in order Mm -hmm. for you to be able to participate in those kinds of investments. Which means, And I think the criteria is as a single person, you have to make $200,000 a year for the last two years. uh, And with intention of continuing to make the same thing. And I think you have to have $2 million in assets to qualify as an accredited investor. Now, because what happens is the SEC is basically trying to protect you Uh, because you may not, you're going to get duped if you're not uh, savvy with your own Mm -hmm. funds. Mm -hmm. And if you get duped Mm -hmm. and you lose $20,000 in an investment, or maybe you don't get duped, it's just, it was not a good investment. You lose 20 grand. If you're in that situation, it doesn't hurt you. Whereas if you're making 50 grand a year and you lose 20 grand, that's half of your annual salary. That'll really hurt. So it's designed to protect you. But on the downside you're also missing out on all these possible opportunities to catapult your income to a whole new level by being able to make some of these uh, investments into, into other businesses. All right, next one. Be an entrepreneur. Why do they say be an entrepreneur? Look, you can get a good job. That's a great paying job. Uh, we got an uncle who makes uh, quite a bit of money in his job and uh, in, in, they're out there in Denver, Uncle Wayne, uh, and he's been very successful at what he does and that's great, but he has a cap. It's a nice cap, right? Mm -hmm. But it is a cap nonetheless. When you're working up that corporate ladder, the great thing about being an entrepreneur is you have no cap. You can become that billionaire if you if you run your business efficiently if you learn to magnify or to multiply your efforts and and uh, get out and achieve uh, to uh, be of service to more people like like Amazon does or like Google does where it's providing value to more and more and more people you can become that billionaire that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur the downside to that is now you're responsible for your own paycheck like it's completely mm-hmm. up to you mm-hmm. you you mess up it's on you. You do well, it's on you. So, you know, being an entrepreneur has its upsides and its downsides. Uh, you can become an entrepreneur and w- uh, ease your way into doing that. So you can have your job. You can start your side hustle. You know, you, you work for eight hours. Do your side hustle for two, three, four hours a day and build it so that it replaces your income and then, you know, wean your way off of it. But there are a lot of people who just, you know, burn the shits behind them. They're, that's it. I'm going to do yeah. this one thing and that's all I'm going to do. Uh, I made sure... That when I brought James on, my first and primary goal was: look, we're going to build this thing so that you have your salary, and I don't have to give you away to anybody else. <laughs> that was the goal, <laughs> right? Because otherwise, if I if we don't do that, now all of a sudden, all the skills that James has, he's focusing his attention eight hours a day somewhere else, and then trying to come build the side hustle. I didn't want that, so we made sure to take to accomplish that first. First and foremost, our business is to the point where it pays his salary, which is a great uh, position to be in. And now, everything that we're growing from here on forward, everything that happens after that, it's all cake, right? It's all profit at that. It's point. It's also we
2: can do this, which is invest, invest, right?
0: All right, let's talk about the don'ts. Don't think that you know it all, because you don't. I don't know a damn thing. And and you know, this is one of those beautiful things. There, there's there's a there's a nice little middle ground that you got to be here. One thing is. Confidence. You have to have the confidence mm-hmm. to talk about what you're doing. You have to have the belief that you are capable of doing these things. Those are definitely some in, internal beliefs that you have to have about your business, about your skill set. Right? Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you got to know that you don't know it all. You're very good at your thing. You're very good at your skill set. But there are so many people who are probably better than you. There are so many people who have other skills that might benefit your business. There's a time and a place where you need to learn to let go automate certain things get yourself in a position so that you can start doing uh other things with your time because look the elon musk of the world when he was building paypal he was doing it by himself right programming spending a lot of time i think he worked actually with uh, with another partner and they were they were spending yeah. a lot of time coding and doing that sort of stuff right but now there's no way he's building what he's building by himself Right. He's no. taking his money. He's invested. He's got teams. He's one of those weird ones, by the way, that does take on a project and kind of knows every little bit about the entire project. He's that kind of individual. That's for sure. <laughs> but he's not doing all the work himself. Yeah. And, and that's one of the keys. You don't know it all. You can't do it all by yourself. So make sure that you are always looking for a mentor. Always look up to somebody who has achieved what you want to achieve. Always learn as much as you possibly can from them. Interview them. Get to know them. Put them in part of your uh, dream 100 board, whatever it is, right? But get uh, get as much information from other people who have achieved what you want to achieve and you will elevate your status. Next, don't.
2: The only the only way you're going to know it all is if you're this guy. Ain't no thing like me, except me.
0: That's right, Rocket. Ain't no thing like me, said me. Number six, mm. don't make flashy
2: investments. Dude, like, do ooh, you invest. Bro. Don't make flashy investments.
0: Don't make flashy investments. Look, here's the, here's the difference, right? So I'm going to go back to the richest man in Babylon. So he tells a story, uh, and in the story, the guy uh, he teaches the guy that, to save his money, 10% of his income 10%. every single day, right? After a year, he comes back to him. He's got a month's worth of income. After, uh, what is it, like 10 years or whatever, he comes back. Mm-hmm. He has one year's worth of income saved. And he's like, okay, you're, now you've learned, you've developed the discipline to save your money. The next skill you need to learn is how to invest it. So he goes out and he goes for that flashy investment. He invests with some guy that tells him he's going to promise him the world. Uh, he's got these gems that he's going to take across and he's going to sell them for a profit. And the guy's like, yeah, awesome. They go and do it, and guy gets robbed, and uh, and and he comes back with like fake jewels that weren't even the jewels that you're supposed to. The point was. He invested with somebody that had no clue what they were doing. It was a flashy investment. He looked at something that he thought would make him a ton of money. Bitcoin is one of those flashy things right now that's like, ooh, I can make a ton of money. Don't make those flashy investments. Take Warren Buffett's advice. Follow the stats. Look at the numbers investing is a numbers game. Make sure that you have your proper return on investment. Make sure you're looking at this thing. Does it cash flow? Does it have dividends? Does it have a pattern of success? Go after those and see what you can do. If you have disposable income and you want to make some calculated risks when you get to a certain point, then by all means, go do that. But don't spend all your time making flashy investments. Make the strategic ones. Take those golden soldiers. Make sure they work for you and they create more golden soldiers. And then as you have more investment money, then you can start taking a little bit more, a little bit bigger risks as you move along. Number seven, don't quit too soon. This is the last one, ladies and gents. We all do this, right? Uh, The quote for the week, by the way, and I forgot who said it. I can look it up real quick because I don't have it. Yep, 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 yep. Yes, I do. And it doesn't say who said it, but failure is a lesson learned. Success is a lesson applied, right? So we're going to fail Often, as entrepreneurs, you're going to fail. You're going to fail when you pick up the phone and you don't know what to say. You're going to fail when somebody has a an objection. You just don't know how to handle that objection. You're going to fail when you have a, a sale that you think is going to close and then it doesn't. At the 11th hour, it falls apart. You're going to fail, but do not quit. Fail is a result. It means you took a shot. You tried it. What happened? Review, assess, think about what's going on, modify, and hit it again, right? That's right. That's a perfect picture right there. Work, work, work. And then you decide ah, this is too much, but you were so close. The diamonds were right there. You're almost there. Remember that success lies on the other side of being uncomfortable. The success lies on the other side of that hard work. People quit too often. And just, if you just dug a little more, your fortune would be right there in front of you. So continue to work hard. Do not quit. Modify, adapt, review, assess. We're hitting the end of November. You got December coming up. Start planning for 2021, ladies and gentlemen. 2020 is almost over. It's done. You can stop making the excuse that 2020 sucks because if you don't do anything about it today, 2021 is going to suck worse for you. Oof. So it's up to you. It's up to you what change you want to make. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. And I didn't even say it at the beginning, but do me a favor. Make sure you give us a subscribe, rate, like, and follow at Business Bros Pod. We really appreciate it. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can go to businessbros.biz slash podcast guests. We're currently booking podcast spots all the way up in January. So if you want to be a guest on the show in January, go ahead and go there. If you want to jump on the last minute. Uh, guest list, go to businessbros.biz slash last minute. We'd love to have you on that list. Sometimes we have spots, like I might do it this week. I was considering it, but maybe, maybe not. But if we do have open guest spots, we're going to send it your way. You're going to have a last minute opportunity to book a spot. Sometimes you get 15 minutes, sometimes you get an hour, sometimes you get a day. First come, first serve basis, but you're on that list, ready to cut the line so you can jump ahead of the eight week waiting list. But that's all we got for you guys today. If I don't see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, have a great Thanksgiving Day weekend, Turkey Day, Word of the Week, Fatiful. And Thanksgiving, that is my goal every single year, to feel fat, to feel awful, to feel full, all at the same time here at the CS household, we make up words because, let's face it, all words are made up. (laughs) Fatiful is the (laughs) uh, Word of the Week. So we'll talk to you guys a little bit later. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out.